All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, a magnificent Monday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Coming to you live, also on Oilers Nation YouTube. Our, our show is always brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website, uh, 100%, where all the revenue stays right here in the province of Alberta. How are you doing? Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, Order fans, I'm guessing if you were at the game yesterday, very picturesque, ideal weather for an outdoor game. I'm not sure you could ask for it to be much better. The uh, The ice was good. The uh, temperature was not uncomfortable. Sure, you had to wear some long underwear, pair of boots, but we're in, we're in Alberta. That is uh, a typical winter. I, I thought, you know, there's very little wind, which was great because the wind is what can make it much colder than it actually is. So uh, overall... The uh, temperature was good. The ice was fast. Second intermission with Nickelback was fine. And uh, the Edmonton Orders, a pretty convincing, dominant victory over the Calgary Flames. Uh, Edmonton, through uh, 40 minutes, allowed a grand total of zero high-danger scoring chances, zero scoring chances off the cycle, and zero slot shots 5-on-5 to the Flames. Now, the Flames' power play obviously had a few, as they should. They had two 5-on-3s in the first period, for goodness sakes. And it's funny, like the Flames scored two power play goals. One came with uh, one second remaining on Nugent Hopkins, the first of a five on three. And then Vincent DeHarnay's penalty in the second period, they scored at exactly the two minute mark. DeHarnay, the door was open, they score. So I guess they needed their full power plays for the Flames. I kept them close, but five on five, Edmonton was clearly the better team. From start to finish, they did not have any extended lull in that game, which is something they've talked about. Uh, we've seen it far too often this season. Uh, Evander Kane, I thought, was the best player on the ice. Was physical, scored a goal, had two assists, was heavily engaged, had six shots on goal. Well, lots of other orders played well. Drysaddle Hyman, I thought uh, Nurse and CeCe pairing was excellent. Vincent Dayarnay had himself another solid game. I think right now, Philip Broberg's the number seven defenseman on this team. I don't think like I know he, you know, took reps with Ekholm and everything else, but just look at minutes played, look at situational play. He's their number seven defenseman right now. Uh, Matthias Janmark obviously uh, banged up, didn't play. 
Now, it's the Dallas Stars, and he loves playing the Stars, so we might see him in the lineup on Thursday. We'll wait and see. But overall, it was a much-needed victory for the Orders. And I, I think even for fans, you know, it's it's a nice, enjoyable experience. Some of you were lucky enough to be there 20 years ago. I'm sure every person that was there 20 years ago would tell you that yesterday was much more enjoyable from a fan perspective. You could have your beer. It didn't turn into slush. You weren't hanging out of the washrooms for 30 minutes just to try to stay warm. Right? It was much better. Now, it wasn't perfect because hey, the, uh, the intermission crowds, it was packed, especially the first intermission. And I think the first intermission was packed because most people are like, I want to be here for the second intermission. So they went up in the first and the lines were long to the washer, which they are going to be anyway. But man, like you could barely walk in the concourse. Well, you couldn't walk. You were just like shuffling. It was like sardines in a can. And that kind of adds, I guess, to the experience. Sure weren't cold waiting in line there. Now the order's three days off. Dallas plays tonight at home to Columbus. Then they're in Calgary on Wednesday, and then they're in Edmonton on Thursday. So they'll be playing their... Third game in four nights, second half of a back-to-back, and it'll be the Oilers' first game in four nights. There's zero reason for Edmonton to lose that game on Thursday. Let's, you know what? Like this is one win, but when you start as poorly as the Oilers started, they now are going to have to string together some uh, some victories here uh, to get things going. There's no question about it. Um, you can get involved in the show. You can uh, email us. Gregor at sports1440.ca. Our, uh, we're having some uh, technical difficulties on the text line, so you can always uh, get in on the chat room at uh, Orders Nation. It's uh, right there, so uh, either way, we'll get your thoughts. Uh, I'm curious kind of what how the experience was for you, if you were there, or also uh, how you thought it looked on television. Because in the stadium, I thought it looked great. To me, the, the biggest surprise for me, in fact, was how quiet the flybys were. That's... That was probably the the most shocking to me. I was expecting it to be a little bit louder. Not saying it's bad. It was just uh, it was just a little bit quieter. So, hey guys, there were women going into the men's washroom, seeing it with my own eyes. What was the women's washroom longer than the men's? I don't see how. I know they turned one of the uh, the lady stalls into a man because all the stalls it was all uh, uh, it was it was a man washroom. So, um, or a male, I should say. But uh, either way. The uh, yeah, I guess that's happened before. Like, you know what? If if there's a stall, whatever, right? Like, I don't care about that stuff. Like, you know, there's the unisex washrooms all over the place. I don't think it's a huge uh, deal if it's all stalls, whatever. Who cares? You're not uh, you're not going to go in there for now. So, we'll see. Um, other uh, news and notes from the uh, weekend. We will talk about the. Uh, how many of you watch the uh, the Fury fight on the weekend? Did the judges not just give it to the boxer because did did he deserve to win? I don't think so. So uh, that was a little surprising uh, outcome after watching that one. Again, man, that guy is tough. He is tough. He, and not surprising when you when they read his background of uh, of where he came and you know what uh, grew up very poor was homeless for a long time and this guy has this guy knows how to deal with adversity nothing nothing intimidates him like if, I know Fury tried to intimidate him in the in the weigh-ins and the pre-press conference stuff like I don't think you can intimidate a person like that what they've seen and what they've experienced outside the ring there's not like so what you can knock him down with the punch who cares. I think in the grand scheme of life, that is not going to be something that uh, concerns him uh, very much. So uh, we'll get to that. Uh, a few emails coming in already. Gregor at sports1440.ca. can email Connor at sports1440.ca. Gregor, I didn't go 20 years ago, but I have to say that was an unbelievable experience. Had uh, both of my uh, kids with me. They were 12 and 15. And they, too, also liked it. Uh, nothing but thumbs up for us. That one comes in from uh, Russ. I could see, like, it's, it's hard to complain about it, to be honest. I thought it was... Now, the, the result, I think, obviously helps for sure. But just the experience, um, you know, Nickelback themselves, I thought they performed very well. Like, they've had some really big hits. They've been an excellent band. Not, and Sure, they're a Canadian band, but they're, like, they're a global band. Let's make no mistake. They're globally very successful. 
They just happen to come from Hannah, Alberta. And you know what? Uh, they could sing live, I'll tell you that. Their sound live was great. I think they played two songs on TV. Cons, were you watching at home? Did you see two songs and they went to commercial? Is that right? Well, to be honest, I, I was kind of locked in the Chargers during uh, the intermission. So I, I had them on uh, at least two songs. Yeah, I think I heard uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Yes, that was the first one. Uh, yeah, I heard that one for sure. Looked like they were putting on a heck of a show. Yeah, and they finished. So, But Rockstar was the third song they played in-house. Uh, they, they mentioned something in-house about I think they went to commercial breaks. So that's why I asked. I was curious for people at home if you saw the uh, the Rockstar portion of the of those three songs or not uh, just let me know at, uh, sports uh, gregor at sports 1440.ca uh, you can uh, text us there or sorry email us there in our uh, jiffy lube inbox coming up on the show today uh, bronte will be by uh, we'll hear from uh, terry ryan josh yoey will go to pittsburgh talk about the uh, penguins start uh, we'll have ryan's rant with terry uh, Andy Petrillo will be by spec. Kevin Woodley, as we uh, talk goaltenders, as we always do in the five o'clock hour. Stuart Skinner was solid yesterday, but guess what? He wasn't. He didn't. I don't even think he was top five most important owners because the defense in front of him, he didn't have to be. He was steady when called upon. Great. He didn't have to be the main guy last night for the Edmonton owners. Calgary through 40 minutes, as I mentioned. Like, they didn't have much. They only finished the whole game with seven high-danger chances, and I'm not sure how many of them were, were that high-danger, to be honest. A few on the power play, for sure. But overall, that was the Edmonton orders from start to finish their best defensive effort. There was no lull. They didn't have a stretch of 10 or 15 minutes where the opposition was just a shooting gallery on their goalie. They stuck with it. They stuck to their game plan. Now, did you notice... They didn't play the four plus one as often. Now they weren't in their own zone a ton either, so I want to make that abundantly clear. But I didn't see the. Uh, uh, looks like they might have went back to last year's defense in, in that game last night. So I wasn't. Um, I was with my son, so I didn't go in the room afterwards. So uh, it'll be a question for me uh, to ask uh, tomorrow. But from what I saw, it, it looked a little bit different for that. Uh, other uh, news and notes from uh, from uh, the sporting world. We have Game 3 of the World Series tonight. Ooh, it's already 1-1, baby. Now they switch locations, and uh, and we'll find out. The Diamondbacks. What do they call it? The, the, what do they call it? The Comebacks? They, uh, they're a team that never quits, so it'll be interesting to watch uh Game three. Now, you also have uh, Vegas, Detroit. No offense, Vegas, Detroit or game three. I know what I'm watching tonight. It's uh, it's not really much of a debate for me anyway. I, I guess, sure, if you're a diehard Lions fan or, or a Raiders fan, uh, maybe they'll watch that. But I got World Series, uh, a pivotal game three. That's what I'll be watching. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, no question in my mind. So, uh hey guys, I wish they made tickets a little more family friendly. 55,000 tickets on 170 bucks plus is crazy from uh, Jared. Yeah, I guess that's the old supply and demand thing, Jared. I don't, I don't know how they would get around that, to be honest. Uh, you know, I think if they had, you know, a section, a family section, if you want to call it that, you know, to try to get those tickets would be would be harder than trying to get tickets to your favorite concert, probably. So um, that's kind of unfortunate. That's just how it is for the going rate. I'm, I'm not sure I see uh, um, uh, one way they're going to change that. Hey, boys, fantasy bummer. I was up .02 points, and then Eckler lost a yard on his last carry. I lose by .08 from Stan. Whew. Tough one, Stan. Yeah, tough one. So where you want them to take out your running back late in the game when it's a blowout. <laughs> Although it wasn't a massive blowout, but still, I get it. That's a tough one. I didn't uh, – yeah, the guy I'm playing with, all of a sudden DeAndre Hopkins decides to show up and have three touchdowns in a game. Are you kidding me? Rookie quarterback, uh, clearly smart moves by uh, the rookie, Connor Halley. Go to your veteran receiver, and he'll uh, reward you with three touchdown receptions. DeAndre's down there somewhere. Throw it up. Yeah, that was crazy. He got me too, Gregor. Uh, Austin Eckler, I had 
didn't hurt me with the negative plays at the end because he did get you that big touchdown earlier on in the game. But yeah, a few guys absolutely went off this week. AJ Brown for the Philadelphia Eagles was great. Camara, I went up against all three of those guys. So I lost that league. But yeah, it was a fun weekend in the NFL for sure. And then, it, you know, hey, if you want to come down to the Brewers tonight and join me, well, watch the, the World, World Series. Series will be on too. 100%. We got to both cover and some hockey as well. So yeah, World Series is going to be a fun one, Gregor. Uh, over the weekend, like extra innings, uh, even the 9 1 blow. It really wasn't a blow until the seventh inning. So it was a competitive game till it wasn't. It uh, should be a fun one tonight. And hey, how about the AFC North? It started slow. Now all four teams are over 500. Right, uh, you're tied for last place. You got a record of four and three. No other division has that. The Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns. The Browns defense is really good. And uh, the Bengals, after a terrible start, you know, they look really good. And this is like, look at the Chiefs lost to the Broncos. They lost to the Broncos. Are you kidding me? Like the trade deadlines, uh, what day is it this week, Gons? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, 2 o'clock. You got to get a receiver, do you not, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs? I would think so. I mean, who do you get, though? Who's, uh, who's... Can't be worse than what they have is receiving core right now. Right? Like, I'm not including Kelsey. He's a tight end. I'm just talking about receivers. They they need a wide receiver who can be a difference maker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mahomes hasn't had an out since Tyreek Hill left. Uh, certainly, they they need to find someone. That was just a mess. And, you know, people say Patrick Mahomes had the flu. Maybe that factored into a little bit, but they, they were sloppy. And you can't just be throwing balls up in the fashion that they did. Uh, Justin Simmons, although the Broncos' defense is quite the you-know-what show, uh, Simmons is still a heck of a player. He's going to make you pay if you do those sorts of things. And uh, Russell Wilson doing just enough, hey? Three touchdown passes for him. Yeah, I want. Do Bronco fans really believe? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm thinking no, uh, very much so. But uh, we'll see. Hey, Panthers, nobody's uh, winless anymore. Uh, that leaves the San Jose Sharks right now um, as the uh, only winless team in the National Hockey League. As uh, the Panthers have uh, won a game, and I look at man, the Sharks. Whew, it is. Uh, it's going to get ugly. I, the Sharks are not very good at all, right? Um, the Brooklyn Nets, Memphis, Houston, and Portland, all of them are uh, 0-2 and 0-3 in the NBA. So we could have the question, the Grizzlies, Rockets, Trailblazers, and the Nets, or the Sharks, who's the last team to win a game? And I know the Sharks have played more games already. I think it's going to be the Sharks. Honestly, I, like, where do you see them winning? I, that they can't score. They have scored more than one goal in a game once this season. Once, Connor Halley. Like we're talking potentially one of the worst offensive teams we've ever seen in the NHL. They're oh eight and one. They have they're averaging one goal per game. They scored three goals once against Carolina. They've been shut out twice, and then they've scored a single goal in their other six games. Like that is, they mean not scored thirty four to nine through uh, nine games. It's it's essentially like an average of four to one. Whew. It's gonna be a tough year for the uh, for the Sharkies. Yeah, you scroll through that lineup. There's a lot of who and, and hey and order fans. <laughs> keep in mind uh, the only team below the orders in points are the Sharks at one. Uh, Edmonton and Calgary are tied with five. Then you've got the Kraken, the Penguins, the Blackhawks, Coyotes, always six. Right, Edmonton didn't have a great start. They got to keep like it's great that they won yesterday. That's awesome. Feel good about it for a few days, but then they got to refocus and they take on the uh, the Dallas Stars on Thursday. A team is much better, right? They're four one and one. We'll see. They have two games between now and their game on Thursday, uh, but they'll have to be uh, much crisper. The Edmonton Oilers, I think they showed. You know what? Hey, they can play sound defense as a team. Now you got to do it again. Keep doing it. That'll be the key. Quick break. Uh, we'll return on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. We roll through. Never heard that song before. I think it's going to get going eventually here. Monday uh, afternoon on uh, Sports 1440 live in Orders Nation uh, YouTube. Uh, Edmonton Orders day off today. Uh, they'll practice tomorrow, practice Wednesday, and then they host the... Dallas Stars on Thursday, and then uh, suddenly uh, November becomes uh, a little bit more normal as far as uh, scheduling for the Edmonton Orders. That they've had a lot of downtime so far this month of October. Uh, maybe that'll come back to help them 
We'll see. But, um, you know, they played basically they will have played what uh, one game, three games in the final 10 days in the month of October. So they'll get uh, into November starting on the first or starting on the second. Actually, they got Dallas and Nashville. Then they go into Vancouver. Uh, they'll have a three game road trip. But even that road trip has a ro- three game road trip. No back to back. And actually two days between Vancouver and San Jose. So then they come home for two, the Islanders in Seattle. You know, the orders don't play a back-to-back game the entire month. So uh, even November, this uh, the schedule maker has been fairly favorable for the Edmonton orders, and uh, they'll need to use it to take uh, advantage of it, I would think, uh, starting on Thursday. Right, Dallas playing their third game in four nights, second half of a back-to-back. Orders will have played one game in four days. Right, then they got Nashville here. Uh, Nashville, of course, a uh, team they beat up for fun. Doesn't guarantee wins, but they've had a lot of success there. Then they're in Vancouver. Canucks have already beat them twice. So uh, you would think there'd be a little bit of fire in the belly of the orders. Then they go into San Jose, who's terrible. Seattle, who's meh to start. The Islanders can't score. Seattle, like they don't have a tough start to the first half of November. In the second half, you got Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Vegas. Right, it's a little bit uh, tougher sked in the second half, but definitely in the first first half of November sets up well for the orders to uh, to make some hay and try to get themselves, uh, you know, maybe back to five hundred and then go from there. We'll see. Let's get to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, where you can stop in right now. You want to get uh, any twenty twenty three model XC sixty XC ninety the S sixty. Get the wagon. They're very sweet. You can get $5,000 off any 2023 model. Right now, go to VolvoCarsEdmonton.com as uh, Robin Brownlee, a.k.a. Uh, Ruben Bronte, joins us. And uh, Robin, what? You know, it's pretty easy to say that was the order's best defensive effort of the year by a mile. Uh, they didn't have to rely on their goaltender, and they didn't have to rely on Conor McDavid or Leon Drysaddle. This was uh, the second line: Kane, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins uh, were very good. The nurse pairing, uh, DeHarnay on the back end, Brad Kulak. They, uh, you know, they got three goals from their defense, which is uh, which is nice. So uh, overall, very little to be concerned about in that game. And now it's just a matter of can the orders build on it into November. Yeah, I agree, Jason. What I like, the guy I like more than anybody was Evander Kane. He looks now like somewhere in his mind it's clicked that he's okay. And I think you know what I'm saying. When a guy gets injured as he did, you're good enough to play, but you start getting thrown around or throwing people around. You start shooting the puck like you used to and you're not feeling pain all the time and nothing bad is happening um mentally that's a big deal and he just looks like a guy who's back in his own comfort zone i can go i can bang i can manhandle guys and i'm going to be okay Uh, i don't recall a better game by him for a long long time you know what and that makes a difference on a night like you say that uh, a mcdavid or a dry sidle isn't particularly tearing it up he is a big factor when he's on Oh, no, no question. He he can impact the game, not just scoring, which is what they need more guys to understand. Like, you know what? McDavid and Drysdale are some few of the guys who can impact the game every game by offense. There's very few players on each team that can do that, right? Like every team is their top line guys, Jack Hughes, Matthews, go down the list, McKinnon, sure. But most others, you got to find a way in games, change momentum, be physical, add energy, uh, do something. You know, Kane killed penalties yesterday, didn't get scored on. So, you know what? Uh, he he was easily their best player, was chuckling when I'm like, who's picking the stars? Like the three stars have become almost the biggest farce in the yeah. NHL and some arenas now. It's really sad, but there's zero reason he shouldn't have been at least top three and he should have been the number one star he's clearly the best player yeah frankly i don't pay attention to them anymore but that's a whole other issue you know i thought uh top to bottom aside from a little slip here and there uh defensively uh, they were very good and i didn't see guys getting uh beat to open ice i didn't see some of the oh what are they thinking there moments that they've had too often uh to this point stuart skinner i'm trying to think i mean 
tough saves. You can count them on one hand from that game. Uh, he just had to be okay. And there's been too, ma- too many nights uh, when Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner have had to be a lot better than okay, uh, or they're not going to win the hockey game. And we've seen the result because on too many nights they've been less than okay. So to have him just be there, be solid that's a good sign to not have those defensive uh mistakes in coverage or in giveaway that was good uh you know i didn't see any weaknesses in that group although and and the other thing too with the d-man i loved uh seeing uh deharnay get that goal and i gotta say i hadn't really taken a close look at uh him Without his helmet on, now that he's grown his hair out, <laughs> he's, a, he's a totally different looking dude, and he's a totally different looking dude when he's out on the ice and feeling good about himself. So good for him to get that first one, even if it's uh, even if it's not one for the highlight reels. Hey, you don't care uh, how you get one. Uh, he was joking afterwards. He goes, "I can't believe my teammates didn't know it was my first one." <laughs> so uh, you know, kind of joke, picking a shot himself. He's not necessarily a noted goal scorer, but he, he very quietly he's had a good year. And I'll say that I think right now there's no question Phil, Philip Broberg's the number seven defenseman on this team. And the more I watch Phil Broberg, the more I have the questions: What's he going to be? And I, I, I'm like, yeah. I could see, honestly, I could see how, because you know what? He's a, he's a former first round pick. He has lots of um, signs that suggest he could be a good player, but I think he could be used as a trading piece uh, leading up to the trade deadline for the Edmonton Oilers if they're interested uh, as like a focal point of a trade. Uh, you know, it obviously doesn't cost a lot for a team. Uh, you know, he's a young defenseman that a team might say, hey, you know what? This guy, we get him in here where maybe we're not as deep and he can get a lot of opportunities and maybe he's believing that's all it is. But I just, I do kind of wonder exactly, like I haven't seen a lot of growth in Broberg's game over four years. And Jason, now with the start they've had, even with this one win, uh, this is not the time to say, oh, well, let's see how he can do right now. Uh, go with the guys you know, win hockey games. You d- This isn't uh, a tryout uh, stretch of the schedule to see how far he's come along. Go with guys you know what you're going to get. And I like the idea of DeHarnay being in there. Hey, someday Philip Rober may be a better player than Vincent DeHarnay. But right now, he's not. And uh, when you've got two wins uh, through eight games, you need to get wins. The rest of it is gravy. You're fitting guys in for look-sees when you can afford it, not because you feel you have to. The uh, Obviously, you know, the one concern, like, and I thought Brown played better yesterday, which is a good sign yeah. for him. But uh, their entire bottom six are the donut men right now. And then that's obviously a cause for concern, no question. Um, I saw Ryan McLeod's minutes were down yesterday, and that's only with 11 forwards, which, you know, I, I think there's the coach trying to send a message like we've seen him do with with uh, Bouchard and others. And, you know, it's going to be up to Ryan McLeod to respond because both Bouchard and Kane, although Kane's minutes, I still think, weren't nearly as drastic as he thought it was, right? Um, be uh, Because of all the penalties that were taken, but either way, he took it like a sh- uh, like he wasn't happy, so he's played way better. Bouchard's last two games were easily his two best defensive games of the season. His offense hasn't been an issue all year, but his defensive game was. And so, like, Ryan McLeod's going to have to do more. He's got to get more engaged. He's got to shoot the puck. He's going to have to add a little grease to his game here soon. Yeah, absolutely. I think now one of them got off the schneid uh, with the points last night, wasn't it? Uh, I did a little item about who had zero points going in. I know one of them uh, hit the score sheet, but that's not really the point where they got zero points or one point. You need more uh, from those guys. And, you, you know, you need more from a guy like Connor Brown. I thought he was better, but uh, you still need to see something close, uh, but no cigar doesn't do you uh, that much good again at a time when you're trying to win games. There's more room for patience when you're on a roll, when you're in the clear, when you know where you're going to finish because you've torn it up and you're going down the stretch. This isn't that. So, you know, that bottom six, I, people say, well, let's ha- let's see Lavoie. Well, 
Lavoie is not a bottom six player. You're gonna you're gonna say, oh, we love the way you're playing down there. You look confident down there. We're gonna put you in a completely different position here and expect you to excel. That doesn't work for a kid like him. Um, so you you got these guys on the roster for a reason. They're better than what they've shown. I know people eye roll when you say that, but zeros across the board. Uh, that that doesn't work and these guys uh, well i guess you can say that's what they are if it continues i don't see it continuing though that's the thing yeah Derek ryan got an assist on an empty net goal and hey you know what at least i guess he he doesn't have donuts across the board and, and he's been fine in his role uh you know killing penalties taking some key draws yep. so uh and, and it's not like holloway's played terrible and i don't think brown has played terrible per se they just haven't done much and it's collectively all of them together last year when one guy would go eight games mm-hmm. without a goal a few other guys would score and then they would go eight games without a goal that's kind of how it is but right now you have all bottom six uh goalless you know, that's an issue. And I can see why people say, hey, Lavoie. Lavoie's got seven points in five games. Had a hell of a tilt, by the way, as well, when he had the Gordie Howe hat trick uh, last game, two goals and assist and a fight. And, you know, he might start in the third line. There's very few guys who come to the NHL and are only top six fours to start. That's very rare. So I wouldn't be surprised. It's just in order for him to be a top nine, that means they got to move Holloway or Brown to the fourth line. And I'm not sure they're ready to do it yet. That might change in a month. But right now, I think they will try to give Holloway and Brown an opportunity to to find their game. If it doesn't happen, then I could see them uh, calling up Lavoie. And you know what? Warren Fogle, will he stay a top six guy forever? Probably not, but he might. Cassian did for a calendar year. Maroon did. So it's possible that Fogle could. But if he doesn't, then you could, in theory, say, you know what? Lavoie is playing great down there. We'll give him a try for a few games because none of these other guys are producing. That's when it would make sense to consider it. I don't think five AHL games yet is enough time, me personally. I don't think the coaching staff is going to be that uh, um, quick on the draw with others. But I do think, talk to me in two weeks, now you're going to have 10 games in the American League and you're going to have close to 15 games for the orders. Well, now that's a different conversation. Uh, Connor McDavid, Jason, I, I kept an eye on him as best I could. I didn't see uh, any residual effect from the injury. Um, did you get any kind of uh, uh, a different look? I mean, his health is it speaks for itself. He needs to be okay. I thought he looked fine uh, on his shifts in terms of was he moving okay? He didn't get a lot done, but I didn't see him favoring anything. Um, has anything more come out about exactly what it is he's, he's, he worked through in these two games he was out? No, um, and there probably won't. Um, you know, I got a sense I thought it was maybe a, a hip flexor, potentially low back muscles, tightness. Is, uh-huh. You know, I was, I was told it was probably muscular, but to, to exactly where, I don't know. And, and being out a week, like I wouldn't expect him to be rusty. It was a week, right? Like they can have a break like that uh, during the all-star break, mm-hmm. uh, for goodness sake, sometimes. Well, maybe not him. He plays in the all-star break. But, um, yeah, McDavid was fine. He played 20. He played a lot of minutes last night. Uh, I, you know, and it helps because they don't play again until Thursday. So, and t- uh, a guy was never one who buys in. You're either healthy enough to play or you don't play. There's, a, I'll just bring him in and play him 10 minutes. That's not going to happen. Right? So he's either healthy enough to fully play no. or he's not. And clearly he was. Uh, he looked fine. And, you know, it's a good sign that he comes back and uh, the orders don't have to be like, oh, my goodness, we need 97 to, to save us. And uh, he didn't. Uh, their second line was their best line last night uh, on the ice. Five on five. No question about it. So, you know, that's good. Now they'll take on a much deeper Dallas team. But I look at the Calgary Flames and if I'm a Flame fan, oh. I would be concerned because you had a lot of forwards who were MIA last night. A lot of them. And, you know, specifically, like Jonathan Huberdo, I didn't really notice Lindholm. Like, they, those are their offensive guys. And the, the Flames right now are 30th in goals. They can't score to save their life. And I, I wonder, like, the, the Daryl Sutter excuse is gone. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching Calgary very closely for that reason. But also this, there is one guy on that Flames roster I watched last night, uh, Robin, who, uh, if the Flames struggles continue and they get to the trade deadline, uh, I think there's one guy that would be highly sought after. He's a pen in UFA. Nikita Zadorov. Obviously, Noah Hannafin's another one, but Nikita Zadorov, there's lots of teams. He fits the bill for what teams want on their back end come playoff time. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I you know I, I like that player. You know, you mentioned Huberto, Jason, and I'm trying to think. Now, again, we don't want to write off this season this early uh, in the schedule, but man, we saw how Huberto dropped off last season, and it's not about the money. He's not gonna he's gonna go out there and play as best as he can, uh, regardless of what he's getting paid. But the reality is, man, he dropped halfway off the planet uh, last season. Uh, after a nice raise, uh, I didn't even notice him aside from his jersey number out there in this game. He's got to get going, or this team has zero chance to uh, compete for a playoff spot. Like none, you can't have that big a hole uh, in your lineup uh, eating up that much uh, salary cap. No, no chance. Rubes, have a good one. We'll uh, chat with you on Thursday. Okay, Jason, see you. That's uh, Robin Brownlee. That's the oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton.com. We have uh, Cam Tate, the uh, two minute warning coming up. The text line is working. Hallelujah. You can text us 833 401 1440. Got a lot of texts coming in already. 833 401 1440. It was working on your end. You were sending it. It just wasn't receiving, but now it is. So we have lots of those and more when we return to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 2.43 Monday afternoon. Oilers, day off today. You have a game three of the World Series. Big game tonight. Looking forward to that. It's been a really exciting series, man. Both those teams are pretty likable. I have no skin in the game. It's I'm not rooting for the Rangers or the Diamondbacks specifically one over the other by any stretch. But man, there's there's lots of great storylines, man. Like both of those teams have lots of players that are easy to cheer for when you watch. You just like and you hear the storylines. They're giving you a little bit in depth. You look up some of their numbers and you're like, whew, I could see why this guy's a huge fan favorite in his town. I totally get it. So uh, I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, now, hey guys, I wonder if his name was pronounced without the H. Uberdo might be more fitting pronunciation considering how overpaid he seems to be. Jason LaDuke. <laughs> well, that one might catch on in Calgary. Oh, geez. Uberdo, yeah, he, he's charging the, uh, the New Year's Eve rate every day. And that's what's happening. Oh, is it peak hour? Yeah. It's Uber dough. Oh, that's a good one, man. That is a Jason, good for you, man. I like it. Witty, funny. It's good. But uh, speaking of witty and funny, let's get to the uh, two minute warning now with uh, Cam Tate. Of course, uh, Cam has a uh, cerebral palsy. He is, uh, he's in a wheelchair. He has been a reporter in Edmonton for, uh, oh, geez, 30 some years. Very witty guy, but uh, because of his cerebral palsy, at times it can be difficult to uh, to understand everything he's saying. So, with the uh, wonders of technology, though, 
we are able to bring you the two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Thanks there, Big J. Fast, Eddie here for the two-minute warning with what's-his-name, sorry, Cam Tate, the four words used in sports. It's only one game have significant meaning today, not even 24 hours after the Heritage Classic where your Edmonton Oilers bucked the proverbial polar bear off their backs, beating the Calgary Flames. Five, two, come on, say it with me one time now, it's only one game for Edmonton the win... Well, it was as welcome as the mild temperatures. Sunday evening, it was the Oilers' second win in the first eight games to win it on outdoor ice with the return of Captain 97, who, after a week from being on the shelf, played 23 minutes Sunday. But to think that Oilers' season is now off and running is getting way ahead of ourselves. Like way, 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 Leon Dreisaitl gets it. When number 29 was asked after the game if he thought the win turned the season around, his answer could not have been more bang on. While Dreisaitl said the win was, thanks very much, a good thing, the next few games are important to see if the team can maintain their expected level of play because it's just one game. We saw the Oilers play with urgency, with sharpness, and passing the puck around with execution and purpose. A style of play we are accustomed to seeing from this group, but it's Game 8, folks. We have 64 more to go, 64 more opportunities to move up the standings and to hopefully be have all cylinders firing when it matters the most. That's why Thursday night is so dang important. The Dallas Stars are here. If the Oilers can somehow bottle the momentum from Sunday and beat Dallas, the answer to the question has the potential of being answered. But let's wait 10 games before we can truthfully answer the question. If the answer is yes, we can look back and say it was only one game. But what a game it was. The two-minute warning with Cam Tate, Mondays and Fridays, on the Jason Greger Show, Sports, 1440. Tater's getting excited. 74 more to go, but uh, the point is the same. Uh, you know what? It's true. It's one game. It's only one game. Now, we've got a lot of text flying in, uh, kind of on the same topic about that, uh, 833 Hey, guys, didn't the uh, bottom six start like this last year and then they all finished with uh, 10 goals? You know what? It's very good memory. It's true. The uh, old, Well, it's close to true. It's not the exact same. A, through the first in the month of October last year, the uh, in their, and it was nine games, and so the Oilers will play their ninth game. Uh, this time it will be November 1st. And through the nine games last season, the only bottom six forward with a goal was Ryan McLeod. He had three. Holloway had zero. Derek Ryan had zero. Fogel had zero. Devin Shore had zero. Kotter Yamamoto had zero. Right? They weren't they weren't lighting it up. Then, you know what, guys, and keep in mind, Yanmark and Costin weren't here to start the year. Now, maybe that's another thing that happens. So I I don't think it's outside the realms of possibility that a recall happens at some point. As I said, you know, it might be a week or two, but Raphael Lavoie keeps lighting up. Eventually he'll get recalled just because they'll have to They'll have no choice. Right. Uh, Your organization says you play well, eventually get rewarded. Well, he'll get rewarded if he keeps playing this well. There's there's no doubt in my mind. Now, it doesn't have to happen by Thursday. It's five AHL games. But all of a sudden it gets to 10-15. You time that in with last year. And if the uh, the woes of the bottom six continue, then it's uh, it's definitely something that you could look at and say, hey, guess what? They need uh, they need a few guys uh, to get rolling, right? And and if you look at uh, at last season, so I mentioned the, uh, the first nine games. Then after that, uh, over the next uh, seven games, Derek Ryan scored twice. Warren Fogle scored twice. Right, you started to get some guys uh, producing. Now, you know, you you know, Devin Shore went. Geez, I didn't think he went like forty games before he scored a goal. But you know, Matthias Janmark when he got in, he started scoring. Then Clem Costin, he started scoring. Now he only played fifty-seven games last year. Still had what do you have? Eleven goals. I mean, twelve. I got to double check. I can't remember. It was eleven or twelve. So it is a good point that it's because like it's the bottom six and they're. 
Like if you get 10 goals from each of them, you're happy. Now, would you like it to to be spread out a little bit more than the season started? 100%. But if two of them score in game nine against Dallas, you know, then you're like, all right, it's not ideal. You definitely want more production. But really, where, where their lack of offense has come has actually come from the top of the lineup. Now, they were scoring on ridiculous rate last year, right? Ridiculous rates. So we'll see. Hey, guys, I might be overreacting, but wasn't it a bit douchey for Kane not to immediately point to DeHarnay and grab the puck for himself rather than take credit? Of course, he knew he didn't touch the puck. I like Kane, but that's character flaw. Andrew in the Grove. Well, did you hear DeHarnay? Kane said to him right after, goes, I'm not sure if I touched it or not. Right? Sometimes you don't know. Like, because if it might deflect off your stick and you're battling, right? Deflects off your leg, you don't know. Right? If you watch Kane, did you see Kane's reaction? If you looked at him celebrating with DeHarnay, Kane was more jubilant almost than DeHarnay was. Like, looking at him like, yeah, how he was talking to him. I actually thought that showed that Kane might have thought he scored. So, I, I do think you might be overreacting a little bit, Andrew. Um, looking for something that isn't there. Kane was their best player. Uh, DeHarnay even said afterwards that Kane said he wasn't sure. And if you go back and watch the celebration, Kane smiled with celebrating like he thought it wasn't his goal. So, we'll see. I like this one. Hey, guys, I saw Sarah Valley walking the concourse before puck drop. I chickened out and didn't say hi, even though we made very noticeable eye contact. <laughs> We're just going to lock eyes. You know what? Hey, that was like a Celine Dion Strudwick moment, right? You had your uh, your Celine Dion moment. We locked eyes. Or no, sorry. That wasn't Celine Dion. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford was the eye lock. And Celine Dion was when he snubbed him or she snubbed him. But yeah, uh, maybe, yeah, who knows? Were you like, was it legit? I'll have to ask Frank because this would be great example. Of, hey, Frank, did, uh, did you have eye contact and have a moment with someone when you're walking on the concourse? Do you remember that? And if he says no, I'll be like, okay, thanks. Because Cindy might have the exact same reaction if we would asked about struts. So. How many people looked at Frank, though? Like, he's pretty recognizable, right? Like, I bet Frank probably had a few moments similar to what Cindy would. But you remember the specific moment? Yeah, but he has to look back. Like, I don't know. Does, does he look back at everyone and have a moment? Right, like sometimes someone might see you, but that doesn't mean that you see them. Yeah, like the moment's one-sided in Struddy's case. Yeah. So, hey, Gregor, have you heard of anything on Connor Brown being way before his tenth game, Rob? <laughs> no. So you're saying if Connor Brown doesn't score a goal against Dallas, that the Oilers going to waive him because that would be his, that would have to be they'd have to waive him then on Friday. Honestly, this is. Stop believing what you read on social media because some person comes up with an idea because they're frustrated that a guy hasn't scored. What do we say at the start of the year? You're going to have to accept the Connor Brown 20 games before you probably want to get a sense of who he is as a player. 20 games, not eight. So no, Rob, I haven't heard anything because like, get serious. The Edmonton owners are worried about winning this year. They believe Connor Brown, when he's on his game, can help him. Not, well, geez, if Connor Brown has a bad eight games, we're just going to throw him out with the dishwater. And another team would pick him up, claim him for nothing. And now the owners who don't have a lot of depth to begin with would have even less. It makes no sense. None. Zilch, zero. None. Now, if it was 40 games, we'd have a conversation. But not eight. Right? Doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't make sense. You don't sign a player and then be like, oh, didn't have a good eight games. I'm getting rid of him. Right? I can go, I can give you a laundry list of players who go eight games, don't do very much. Do you bench him? Do you sit him down? No, that's, that's just kind of the reality for a lot of NHL players. It just happens that he has a big bonus. I understand all that. But that doesn't, uh, that doesn't necessarily, uh, I mean, is anything different? So I I would be... Now, could the orders do it? They could. Would the orders do it? I'd be quite surprised. 
especially because keep in mind, let's say they beat Dallas on Thursday. Now you've won two games in a row. And anybody who watched the game yesterday, I don't think anybody had a complaint with Connor Brown's game. Connor Brown played fine. He didn't produce accurate. Did he play bad? I don't think so. And then they're going to, we're going to, we're going to send him down the minors. Why? Well, because next year he has a bonus. Think about that. That's why you're signing him, sending him down. You're sending him down because he has a bonus next season. Not because you hate how he plays. You're sending him down because he's a bonus next year. It's not happening. It's not realistic. 257. Jason Greger with Connor Halley and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home with no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. And remember, coming up in the four o'clock hour, your next chance to qualify to help your neighbor and win a brand new furnace for them. Courtesy of Legacy Heating. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.